Yo, yo, this is Justin, Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Camila Cabello is here in the studio. Please give it up. Hello. Hello. Oh. I am wow. so happy that you're here. I'm so happy that I'm here too. The last time we <laughs> saw each other was a year and a half ago or maybe more and I you were on the other side of the road, my friend. That's right. Why did Zach Sang cross the road? T- to get you a uh, The other studio. That's it. Uh, wow. Wow. All right, you gotta stand for that. Listen. That was but good. I'm, oh thanks. And you guys have the different lights now and the setup. There's a cat pillow. Yeah, there is. <laughs> you like the cat pillow? A lot of people gave me hate on that pillow when I first brought it in. Why? Uh, again, they don't get me all the time. But is it because they're dog people? I, that might be it. That really could be it. But Dan, I, I thought you were a cat that. person. No, I'm just an animal person. It's just, you know. I'm an animal person too. I definitely prefer dogs though. I'm not going to lie. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you guys right now. Thank it's an you. Important you once thing. said hi to my dogs. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you because I'm a dog person. Yep. I'm actually half dog, half person. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. Breaking <laughs> news. What yeah. part of you would be dog if you were half a dog? Would it be like a tail? Probably the top half. Okay. Actually, <laughs> yeah, because that would be weird, right? Because then I would be well, like a, uh, what's it called? A centaur? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's these, a horse. These vocabulary words that are coming are out big. of this interview, is, they're nice. <laughs> By the way, we're going to put a definition at the bottom just in case you don't know what a centaur is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Centaur is bottom horse, the, top human. Man. Well, yeah. What kind of dog would you be if you were a dog? I would like to be a golden retriever. Nice. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Wait, is it the coat? Is it the color? Well, I think they're just so sweet. They're mm-hmm. so adorable. They're so sweet. And they're liked by everyone. They are. I'm not. That, <laughs> which I want to call bull squash on right out the gate. People. Like bull squash. That's people. Nice, that's, nice. A, that's a Dan creation. Nice. Thank you. Love it. People love you. You got it. Like, like, let's be real about that. Aww. I'm reading interviews with people like Charlie XCX, Ryan Tedder. I watched Demi Lovato today. You know, talk about oh you on God, her live that stream. That made me smile so big. She's it's so gonna, amazing. She's gonna cover Never Be the Same. I love her. That was that literally made my day. And she's so she's so supportive of me. She's so sweet. It, it's like, the nicest thing ever. Because you know, she's the only when I started posting YouTube covers when I was 15, and her song is the only cover that I left on. Really? Oh. Skyscraper. What, what was it about si- Skyscraper and your performance of that? That you were like, this can stay. Well, I Demi was one of the girls that I uh, looked up to uh, when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and I was a, a huge, you know, I was a big Demi Lovato fan and I loved all of her songs. You know, even like the deep cuts, like... Uh, For the love of a daughter. You know Whoa. that... You know that um, that just brought me back. The, what was the album? Unbroken? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Unbroken. Yes. That was, I think, yeah, I was obsessed with that album. And I was also obsessed with, you know, early Demi Lovato, like Trainwreck, La La Land. Mm-hmm. Like when she was with the with the guitar. Yeah, baby. And the black and red. Um, Dude, this is Jonas Demi tour era. On the line. I literally yeah. could name you all of the songs on that album because I, I, she actually really influenced me in how I sing. Um, is it is it the belting style? What is well, it? Is it control? Well, she, she used to do a lot, like especially on that first album, like on La La Land and Trainwreck. She she would be like, oh, the breath, the the punk rock kind of like La La Land machine, machine. Machine. Yeah, I feel like I'm listening mm-hmm, to the record. Mm-hmm. Well, That's yeah, that was such a good album, right? But really the way good. that she the way that she sang that thing, I I literally I still 
still do it. Does all the time. she know any of this? Have you told her? I don't think so. Well, um, because I, I don't know. I don't really um, because you brought it up. It just brought me into yeah. my, my thought process when I saw the Instagram live I was like oh this is so cool um, and I remember remember that Disney Channel song that was like send it on oh my god for, for the world of change yeah yes. and they all come together wow of course that was the, that was Disney's golden era oh oh my and uh, Zach and Cody are in it yeah and, Cole, and everybody comes Selena, together Miley Nick Joe it's like the whole gang that was like there. Disney Channel Games era do you remember every summer they would Stop, come together the and compete Channel Games I remember when Selena and Nick sat together yeah together on the bus oh, and no. everybody like lost their mind. They were like, oh my God. It was fun being being 12. Do you miss it? I mean like- Yeah, you like, I do. Right, there's a, no, a there's simpler time. I, actually, you know what? I used to get really sad about growing up and I was just like, man, I'm so sad that I'm not going to be a teenager anymore. I'm so sad that I'm not going to be a kid anymore. Um, but I feel like actually every era of your life has a different special thing. Yeah. You know? I get that. Um, so, but yeah, there's definitely great things about being 12. There's just this, there's this innocence and there's also this, um, you know, you just dream a lot. Do you still dream now? Yeah, I still dream a lot, but it's just, it's different about different things. I mean, let's dive into Camila. In my opinion, I think you're going to get nominated for a Grammy off of this. Oh, thanks. I think it's an incredible record. That's Album, really I'm nice. sorry. Thank but the you. records on it are amazing. Thank you. That's really nice. Thank you. That it's, I really appreciate that. Dude, it's so, I feel like I was with you over the last, like, four years. I'm listening to it, and I'm seeing you in every song, and it's just, the stories are vivid. The messages are clear. And I do feel like, top to bottom, the album tells a story. Yeah, absolutely. Am I right there? Yeah, absolutely. Like, they lead into each other? Yeah. They're connected? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the the track list definitely has you know starting with never be the same it's like this very kind of uh, powerful intro, intro, introducing message of just you know things happening in the course of the past couple years that have changed me um, and I feel like yeah I feel like every song uh, I'm proud of the track list and how it flows I, mean, I feel like it, it takes it, it gives you time to settle in a mood and then yes. think about it and then go to the next mood. It's a journey. It really Thanks. is, top to bottom. Thanks. And you're diving into this because it's a collection, right? You, you, you're, you have credit as a writer on every song, but you, some songs started in different places. Some songs, I'm sure, started with you. Yep. So there's a, a lot of different artistry that went into making this album, right? Yeah. Like on a, a couple different layers. So I want to dive right into Real Friends. Yeah. How did that song come about? So Real Friends was the last song that um, we wrote for the album. And it, it was crazy because it was, you know, it started off with this chorus idea. Then the next day I wrote the verses and the bridge like super fast. And then a week later it was out, which was <laughs> nuts. It was available for pre-order. And uh, does it make you nervous when it's coming out that fast? No, it's nice. I love stuff where you don't have to think about stuff and you just... Let it go. It. That's actually something I'm, I miss about being a kid, which I work on all the time. Is just Not thinking, more doing. That's it. Not being attached to the things that you might put out there. Yeah, and just not overthinking stuff. Like, yeah. just do it. Just do it. Um, By the way, like, easier said than done, but with maturity comes that ability. Yeah, but you definitely have to train yourself to just be like, you know, just let it go. Like, I remember the day before my album came out, 
I was, I just had this nervous breakdown. Like I was like, we have to, like I can't release this album. Call Roger, just just stop. We, we can't do it. Pull the red button. I, I, I can't do it. It's not ready. There's, there's other songs that, that it needs. This, this, and that. And I just had to tell myself, just let go. Relax. Just do it. Don't overthink it. And that's like, that's a beautiful thing because this is, like I said before, this is you. This album is solely reflective of you and it is scary to put that out. Yeah, for sure. And especially because there's always something that I feel like I could be doing better no matter what, you know, whether it's, I can't name one thing that I was like, oh yeah, that's, you know what I mean? I'm just, I've always been, uh, always been like that. And I think especially more now. Which would you say is a good thing or a bad thing? Because I'm of the belief that comfort in your talent and ability and not wanting to get better kind of like makes you plateau. You just kind of chill there. It's definitely a bad thing for your craft. Sometimes it can get hard, though, because other people can enjoy it more than you do because you're always thinking about the thing that you could be doing better. So it's it's definitely it's not the best for being like, oh, yeah, because you can never fully celebrate a moment because there's always a thing that you could torture yourself about, you know? But, but you really, but you got to tell yourself that you shouldn't and you Yeah, can. you have to tell yourself to just let go. Like one of the songs is called She Loves Control and I just always think about, because I'm such a control freak and I love control. And <laughs> that was my question. Part of, part of the beauty in life is just letting go of that control and just being like, I'm just going to enjoy this. And is that something like you strive for in aspects in life like it couldn't it doesn't need to always be in career right where 100 percent. but it could be in personal life too friends relationships well yeah i mean especially when you think about love love is the opposite of having control yeah you're right you have to totally give that up in order to do you know be and, open and you got to feel okay to give that up to certain yeah. people yeah and that can be scary but you just have to kind of force yourself to just give that up and let's go back to real friends. You know, relationships start sometimes getting to know somebody. Yeah. And listening to real friends, my heart breaks, but I also understand the situation you're in. How hard is it right now in your life to make real friends? And do they exist in your zone? Um, I feel like that was basically about a moment in my life where I was here in L.A. and... I don't know why, but I'm just not the biggest fan of LA. Like I just don't, I just don't love it. Yeah, it's gross, dude. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, <laughs> like, I really don't. I hate it. <laughs> what the city really is built on is gross, and you know, you you don't, yeah. you can't trust the person next to you. Yeah, especially because everything is so, is so industry related, and you just can't. I just found myself going to the studio, and I would just go home, then I would go back to the studio, and then I would go sleep, and it was just hard to make friends with people because. You're so entangled in this thing that sometimes, you know, you can love somebody as a friend and then they would they do something shady in the business side yeah. and you're like, oh, and you're just confused. Because you know the lines I mean? are it's never drawn out. They're always blurred. Yeah. And there's always, you know, you have to try to not get cynical, but there is always when you're meeting people in this environment, there could always be an intention. There could. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean that there always are. I've met really amazing people too in the music industry, but it was just kind of a moment where I, I felt like I would just kept getting disappointed and I was like, ugh. You know what I mean? It was just one thing after the other yeah. and I was just like, I need to get out of here. I hate it here. And honestly, that's why I still live in Miami because I feel like, you know, when I'm in Miami, I have, you know, my family, I have my best friends, I have friends that I went to 
elementary school with that I hang out with. Your people. Yeah, for sure. And it's like they don't really, they don't need anything from me. They don't want anything from me. And they don't even look at me as a, you know, as a singer as or Cabello, yeah. Yeah, totally. You're just, which, by the way, like, I also feel like, in a weird way, that that could really be one of the reasons for real long-term success. Because the more you stay out of- 100%. The pit yeah. right and you stay with people who care about you and love you you be you you stay true to yourself yeah. and then you can evolve as a real human being without being, being and you can have real human experiences yes. because you can't write about human emotions if you're in a place where you're where it's dehumanized because i mm-hmm. i feel like when i watch for example i've been watching sex in the city right <laughs> you binge the whole time. thing i binge i'm the sorry whole thing. that it's over i know well i have one more season left 6b uh, okay <laughs> good old 6b <laughs> um, but when i Look at when I watch that show and when I, you know, the conversations that I have with my mom, with my family, with my friends and the conversations that I have at like, you know, after parties at award shows. I'm like, why is it's just it's so crazy because as artists, you just you have to be real. And at the same time, it feels so hard to just be real with each other. You know what I mean? A lot of times you go to award shows, nobody even talks to each other. And you're like, why? We have so much in common. We have so much to talk about. And it doesn't just have to be like, hey, congrats on your you know, album, it could be like, oh, what's going on? You know, is there anything happening? We're there- human beings. Yeah. How was your day? <laughs> Simple sure. questions like that. Do you feel like you have trouble being real in front of these people? Um, Not really. I actually get really excited when I am talking to somebody about just not music related stuff, like real stuff. But I do have friends in the music industry that I feel like I can do that with. So I'm really lucky to be able to, like, for example, Sean and I or Taylor and I, even though we will talk about music, it's a lot of the conversations are like, oh, so, you know, what's going on with this girl? What's going on with this boy? Whatever. You That's know a what healthy I mean? balance of friend and professional. Because yeah. if you're friends with somebody, I believe that you're invested in who they are all around, right? Yeah. You know, like I like my best friends. I care about what they're doing at work. I care about what's going on in their lives personally and professionally. And how's yeah. their mom? And there's th- you care about the person, you know? And a human For being sure. is not just work. They're not just, you know, what For happens sure. at home. Exactly. Sean just, I saw his tweet the other day. Aww. Congratulating you. He's so cute. How, how often do we hang out together, you two? Oh my gosh, it's so crazy because we never hang out, but we're always texting. We're always talking on the phone, but we're never in the same place at the same time. Um, but we're always texting, like about just random stuff. See, that's like, a quality friendship. Yeah, we talk about Harry Potter, and he'll <laughs> tell me, you know, I think he was working on his album and he said that he needed help because he was going to sing a line in Spanish. So I I voice memoed him the correct pronunciation. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I love Sean. He's a, he's a real, he's a real friend. I actually sent him my album before it even came out. Uh, So how many weeks before release did he get this album and did he soak it in? It was like two weeks before because you also have to be careful with leaks. Sean Mendes. I hear he's a leaker. (laughs) Um, No. No, I'm kidding. No, I mean, you know, iCloud, all that stuff. Yeah, the internet. Somebody's (laughs) always watching. Can you imagine? Did he give you notes back? Like, do do you talk to him after? Yeah, he told me his favorite songs. His favorite song is Inside Out. Wow. Good record. Yeah. Were you surprised by that that answer? Yeah, 100%. What do you think he would choose? I thought he would choose, like, all these years or, uh, you know, some of the more singer-songwritery kind of stuff. Because Inside Out is, like... I don't know. I, I, I can I, actually now I can picture him doing his his weird salsa dance. Move. <laughs> I'm going to say it has a flow yeah. to it. Yeah. It's, it's, can you imagine Sean just <laughs> just the tiny moves in the little box? Yeah. yeah. Just the shoulder moves. Yeah. yeah. Killing it. Did Taylor get the album before it came out too? Well, I know, but I 
because I don't know, we we hung out right before it happened. We hung out in Miami, um, and then it just kind of came out. <laughs> just played it. Well, because Sean was texting, he was like, "Oh, I want to hear it or whatever," yeah. and so then I I sent it to him. Got it. Um, but Taylor heard it when it came out, and she also it's crazy with Taylor too because it's amazing that I don't know. It's amazing that I have the opportunity to you know to have people that super inspired me when I was growing up. Um, that when songs come out, they're like, "Oh, I love this song." Um, <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah, that, I mean, it's that's... crazy because I totally am like, "Oh, they're 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 too busy. Like they're not they're not gonna." Yeah. Of course, they don't. You know, this they're not gonna listen to my album. Yeah, but when "Never Be the Same" and and Real Friends came out, she was like, "Oh, I love these songs," and and she wrote me this super super sweet like letter when my album came out. Um, so I'm actually really lucky. I, I do have a few like real real friends in the industry for sure but it takes a minute until you get there right like there's a yeah there it's like it's you don't it, it doesn't just happen you know you get to know yeah. somebody before you and fully also, let them in i also don't even feel like it's the industry i feel like everybody has had a situation where you know i one of my best friends jenny she moved from argentina um a long time ago and she was like i remember when i first came to the united states the song made me cry because I felt the same way. I just felt like I kept getting disappointed by people and I miss my friends in Argentina and I, I didn't feel like I could really relate or really yeah. talk to anybody. And, you know, um, and I felt like that in ninth grade. Like, I feel like everybody me feels too. that. I mean, maybe not everybody. I don't freaking know. But <laughs> it is. I mean, how many real friends do you have in your in your life? I feel like I maybe it's very few. Maybe right? four, maybe three. Yeah, it's right? very few that you can really be like, I can talk to you about anything. I can count on you for anything. You're going to be there. Good and the bad times. Like, yes. that's a few special people that the universe, like, designs for you. That And, and it's handpicked. Throughout life, you gather them. Yeah. And 100%. people come and go. But you 100%. need to be okay with the going. Yeah. I've had to convince myself that. Yeah, it hurts, but it, it does end up teaching you a lot. It does. It really does. Yeah. Why did you only choose 10 songs for the album? Because I didn't want any fillers. Okay. Because I feel like when I... Hell yeah. Because when I, I feel like when I listen to an album, you could so... You know them. You know them. Everybody. You can you can tell, obviously, oh, these are this is the best song, and this is like the C version of that song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, Singles I, only. Yeah. And so I, I had a, a lot of... I had a, a lot of those that sounded like another version of In the Dark or another version of All These Years, but I was just like, I just want to choose the best one from all of those things because I don't want you to have to skip them. Did you? Do you, you know? feel like you've said everything on the album that you need to say in those 10 songs or is there other songs you're like, I really want to say this, but it just doesn't fit? Yeah, I, I definitely left some stuff out because there was a lot of, there was definitely a bulk where it felt like something's got to give or, you know, there's other songs like there's a song called Scar Tissue, um, you know, a lot of songs that were kind of about the same thing, mm -hmm. um, but I just didn't want it to feel so heavy. And so I ended up going with just, you know, the, the version that I felt like best captured that feeling what happened with the Ed Sheeran song the boy oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um, was that a hard one to cut yeah 100% because yeah. I love him by the it way it felt weird saying that who is the boy <laughs> he said you boy. rewrote 90% of the song though well yeah I, I rewrote a, a lot of the lyrics um, <laughs> and the lyrics were actually so funny and the song was so great I mean he's incredible it just ended up feeling it, it sounded like it was it was great, but it sounded like it was on a different album, if that makes sense. I, I totally understand. It didn't fit with with it sounded like the 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 one that didn't that didn't fit that but, was made like at another time. But you made it fit or came close. 
Or did it still end up not? No, because I was I was listening to the track list and then um, it just did not. It, it just was the only one that didn't go. But there was, you know, there was songs that I had to take off just because they didn't go. Yeah. Speaking of not fitting, why did you choose Crying in the Club as the first single? That's a great question. <laughs> um, I don't really, I don't know. I mean, I feel like at the time I had the song Questions and then I had Crying in the Club and I had this idea to make this music video that was kind of like a story of how I went from the hurting to the healing to the loving, the tongue twister of a title. <laughs> um, it's beautiful though. Thanks, the triple T. Um, God, I'm so lame. Um, but anyway, <laughs> no, no. But uh, it just did not, it, it, it was just, it felt right at the time, but I totally evolved from that. Is that your so, choice to put that out? Yeah, it was. Okay. But yeah. in, if you're following that storyline, you know, the hurting, the healing, would it, so if it first, first hits you in the club, that's when you first get overwhelmed with emotion? What right? do you mean? Like the crying? It, like how does, how yeah, does you Yeah, you had this visual of a video, right? Oh, so yeah. Like, well, it starts I, with the club? Well, no, I basically liked, I, I liked the healing part of it and, and dancing and using music as a way to like release emotions. But the thing is, you know, part of the reason I don't even go to the club. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I hate the club. I Dang. saw you at a club once. Did you? <laughs> it was for a party though. I think that might've been one of the last times I saw you. Really? Was it like an after party thing? Yeah, it was, it was, it was a release party. Oh, it, it was, got it. Yeah, it was like, it, 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 dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's packed and like. Yeah, no. What was that? Oh, not right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, what no, event was it? No, it was just a know. release party. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, the club sucks. People are screaming <laughs> in your ear, <laughs> and it's like you're dancing, and your friend is like, "Hey, want to go to the bathroom?" And you're like, and there's the ringing that you have the whole night after. I just don't. It's I'm not just fun. not a fan. I don't know. What's your night out? What do you want to do? Well. I do love, like, I love dancing, but I like dancing at home with my with, with friends. Like, that's so much fun, especially when you're with girls and you have, like, a, you know, like a twerk party or whatever. I have like, teaching each other. Every like, weekend. Nice. Yes, always. Yeah. Still learning. Relatable. Dude, it's been a year and a half. We have a twerk party every Saturday. Hey, nice. Still haven't mastered it. Nice. Is it's it, okay. You'll get there. Is Thanks. it cool, though, to make a song like Havana that's played in the club? Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That's so cool. That's, you know, that's somebody's uh, soundtrack, too. A great or horrible night. <laughs> it could go either Hopefully way. Yeah. Who, who are these people that were telling you Havana wasn't going to work? Um, was it radio people? Well, it was kind of, it was a lot of different people. I obviously don't want to like... You don't want to name <laughs> names. You were wrong and you were wrong. Well, they were. the Oprah thing. Yeah, yeah. Of course. You, you get, get a car and you get or whatever. <laughs> you get fired. You get fired. Uh, yeah. Um... Yeah, I think it was just it was it was honestly a general thing. It was it was not even just one type of uh, job angle. It was uh, a lot of people that just didn't you know didn't understand. But I don't even blame. I don't. I honestly, I don't even come at it from this like uh, you were right because I don't. I don't, you were wrong because I don't feel like I even knew. Oh come on. To be on. honest with you, no. As I soon swear, as I heard that song, I was like, yes. I, I knew that I can, but I'm not a good person to. I'm never like the person that's like, this is a smash. I'm just not. I don't. I don't. I. I can't predict that. I know when a song is special, and I know when a song is meaningful and when it's good. But there's been plenty of times, even with other artists, that I'm like, this was my favorite song off the album, or you know, this is. You know, I, I love the song. I feel like it it should be the biggest song in the world. It's so good, and nobody gets it. And yeah. there's been other times where 
I'm listening to a song and, you know, and I'm like, oh, this song is the most special. And then it ends up being, you know, a big song. But I feel like I don't, you just never know. I just know when a song is special. I don't know if if a song is going to connect with people. I just know when it connects with me. And obviously Havana connected with you. Yeah, for sure. I knew that song was special. And I was like, this is what I want people to, to see me as. This is a good representation of me because it's, you know, it's so, it's so me and it pulls from all these different parts of me. Um, but where does East Atlanta come in? Because like, it just did it rhyme? Well, I was they, trying to figure out if you were tied to East Atlanta. No, it, it, no, I'm actually not, even though not at all. Atlanta's a great place. It was Miami. right above Florida. Mexico, yeah. Cuba, LA. Is, is that why you chose Young Thug? Because he's from Atlanta, right? Yeah. That yeah, it? that was part of the reason for sure. Oh. Um, basically, East Atlanta, one, it rhymed, two, <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like the song just kind of took off on this theatrical thing. And all of a sudden we were like, oh, what if, you know, there was this guy that, you know, was like this bad boy that I fell in love with in Havana. And then he took me to America and we're hustling and, you know, I, I miss Havana. And, you know, so I kind of. <laughs> I, I, I kind see of, it. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of went into this storyline, uh, which was really cool. That's a, a big part of me, too. Like, I love, you know, I love Smooth Criminal, Michael yeah. Jackson. Like, I love all of those. You know, I love the. I loved, sorry, I haven't slept in five Dude. days. <laughs> you have no idea. Way, I saw this clip of, of me. I was doing this interview and I literally, I have to show you because I said, you know, 10 times. And I was, I don't know what the hell I was saying, but I was like, and then uh, like, uh, you know, uh, the thing, uh, but, but you know what I mean? But uh, the place and, uh, you know, and I was like, oh my God, I need sleep. <laughs> so by the way, if I say, you know, just. Uh, Raise your hand. Uh, okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, because I'm trying not to say that as much anymore. I'll single you. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Well, you, I have no idea. Y- okay. <laughs> Sorry. No clue. We don't know. You're talking about Havana. I want to get into the fact that you are everywhere right now. We'll get to that in a second. But back to Havana. Pharrell has... It's a cute pillow, right? <laughs> Thanks. But I love how comfortable you are on the couch. I am. Thanks for embracing it. No. There goes Sorry, the cat. Um, Pharrell's vocals are on that song. Yeah. I had no idea. I know. He does doesn't either. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, yes, he does. Um, but basically, he was like, oh, you should do the ad-libs because, you know, this was the, the time of skirt, skirt, and and like the, you know, the, the incredible noise. like rap ad-libs. Yes. And so. Incredible, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, they really, they really hype a song up. No, they, I, I get it. And they're they, the one catchy thing that them. people are yelling and. Yeah. yeah. And so he was like, oh, you should do them. And then I was like, oh, yeah, could you just sketch them out for me? Because that would just not be cool if I did. Let's hear it. Hey. <laughs> no, that was actually pretty good. But it's just not the same. Pharrell has this thing. He just has this magical quality about him as a person. But a little bit of that magical quality kind of oozes into his voice. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like... It's kind of like when when God was making Pharrell, it was like the sparkly glitter liquid. And so <laughs> when he sings or when he talks, it just makes something Does the glitter come out? A lot more magical. Yeah, yeah. you can see it in the air. Like he's like, "Hey." And there's actually this one ad-lib that um, he did before we put Young Dog on it, which is super cool, and it's not I'm I'm going to have to put it in the live version, but he goes, "Skr, skr, 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 skr." <laughs> I like it. How, I he does it way better than that. Like See, that. that's why I didn't do him, and that's why I took him. And I was like, yes, put those in there. Are you excited for the live shows? So excited. Yeah. Because that's such an important part for me is live performances. 
And your Jimmy Fallon performance was incredible. Thank you. The Ellen performance yesterday or today, whenever that was. Thanks. Yesterday. It was that whole little 1950s thing going on. Oh my God, that was so much fun. It was actually inspired by Jessica Rabbit. Nice. Awesome. Have you seen that video? uh, What's it called? Why Don't You Do Right? Where she's... uh, Jessica Rabbit in who framed Roger Jessica. Rabbit? Yeah. Yes. That's be- what the whole thing was based off of. I didn't see this performance because I'm a loser. But were you in red? Did you? What was? I wasn't in red. But if you see the video, it's it's the same thing. Like Got there's it. this part where she's getting the guy with the tie, mm-hmm, and she like mm-hmm. steps on this guy, and she oh his face, yes, and I'm it. That the whole thing was basically based on. Was that your idea? On um, it was me and Paul. Paul is my creative director, okay. and so we were like brainstorming, and so we came up with that. Dude, how much pressure is it to be different every time you do an appearance? Because you're you're everywhere right now. Well. It is, it's fun, though. It keeps it exciting for me. Well, I think a big part of it is I think that I have not the best attention span. And so with everything, I just I get bored easily. And so I like to keep it exciting, That's even fun. for me. And also, I like knowing what works and what doesn't, yeah. you know? Because sometimes, for example, I've learned so much doing the performances for Havana different every time because I've tried everything from, you know, just two girls on stage with me to a bunch of dancers on stage with me. And then I can figure out what works the best. I get that. And what my, and what my, what fits me best and what my style is. And where you're the most comfortable. Yeah, for sure. Guitar. I love seeing that on GMA. Thank you. It was cool. Thanks. I mean, like, was that, uh, was that the first time you ever played guitar live on TV? No, I, well, on TV, yeah. Um, but I had been doing it ever since I opened for Bruno last summer, so that was the first time that I did it, and it was super fun. It was super fun. That that song is a uh, super emo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. I think it's probably one of my favorite songs off the album, if not my favorite. I'm not gonna lie. Is there a song that if we listen to off Camila that we'd get the best idea of who you are as a person? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm gonna have to say probably. Probably in the dark or real friends. What is the goal within the dark? Like, what are you asking? Do you want to get to know who they are at their most vulnerable? Do you want to get to know who they are when the lights are off and there's no yeah. more flashing cameras in front of their face? Yeah. Well, basically, it was about this this famous guy, and it was just kind of this observation of just what we were talking about earlier, which is a super common theme yes. throughout the album is just wanting to have like a real conversation, not just like a bull. Bull squash. Bull squash. squash, Right. (laughs) Not like a bull squash conversation. And um, it's just talking about how a lot of the times I feel like people just have this performance personality and then that's really it. Like that's all that they have. Who's the real them? Because then when you try to actually talk to them, you realize that they are their facade like they are character yeah but that's that's there's there's no you know what i mean Uh, or maybe they just don't let you in in um but yeah that was basically just kind of me asking this person to just have an honest to not just be so to not be so perfect to not be so put together because i feel like it's the different it's the isms and the Idiosyncrasies. That's a long word. But I you. That's yeah. a third long word you've I used. I know. Oh and God. I'm on no sleep. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Now you know that when you're five days no sleep, all I'm, the big vocab words start rolling. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, all the isms, all the weird stuff. That's what makes a person interesting. Like you just don't want to just get lines. Are you afraid to let people in though as well? Because, you know, 
there's, you know, you, these people not wanting to let you in or them feeling like they've just kind of succumbed to their character or their well, public I feel persona. Like, I feel like you can just feel automatically if there's a vibe with, with somebody right. and then it just makes you want to talk to them. I mean, if there's somebody that to me is, you know, I don't have any connection with, whether it's as a friend or, you know, in love or whatever, then I just won't, I won't, you know, I won't pursue it. Yeah, but yeah. what I like about you is you'll do an autograph signing in a banana costume and you'll do <laughs> interviews with like bare feet on, but then you can go on stage and, you know, turn the little se- sexy on or whatever you want to call it. I don't know that sounded weird. Oh, thanks. So I like no, how you have the, that two, those two sides and you're not afraid to show both. Well, yeah, I feel like that was super important in this album because I, I, I felt like, you know, with Havana, I knew people would want me to do Havana part two and part three and part four and part five and have all of the songs be like these, you know, bangers uh, um, but I just don't feel like that's accurate to me or to anybody it's because then that would be just this one dimensional thing and you know I get that why? and a real artist showcases who they are right because your struggle like we've been saying this entire time like real friends that's not just Hollywood that's anybody who experiences life or connections or sure. consequences yeah. you know when you love so deep and you love so hard mm-hmm. whoever it may be a friend or a relative a significant other there are consequences. There's baggage that comes along with that. Mm-hmm. But I love how in that song, there's no regret in it. Yes. You know, it's yeah. kind of just like acknowledging, yeah, now I'm dealing with the aftermath, but it's not like I should have never. It was kind of like this was so this was so intense and crazy, and now it sucks, but it, it was still it was still worth it. When you first heard that song, what did you feel? Like, what stood out to you? Because that was that was written by Emily Weisman, right? Yeah, and, and Amy. Actually, Ed introduced me to her. Cool. Um, and he, like, hooked us up on email. And I knew that I had to, like, I loved that concept. And so I knew that I had to have it. And so I, you know, worked on it. And I redid it, like, six different times. That was actually, it was, like, one of the first songs that I worked on. And it was, like, the first week of January I worked on it. And then the version that you heard, I redid the vocals for the seventh time. Um, I think it was in November. Like, I redid it so many times because I really wanted to just, like, yeah, capture it. And um, I feel like songs is a way of letting people in, if that makes sense. Even oh, just being in a studio. 100%. And it's, like, somebody that you don't even really know and you're singing this... You know, sometimes it can be like awkward and sometimes you can, you know, not feel it. So I waited for the right moment where I was like, I don't really care who's in here. I'm going to, you it. know, I totally get it. How do, you, yeah. how do you get in the mental state to record a song like that? Well, I actually, I cut that, I cut that song a few times with, um, my vocal producer and like I did the vocals with my vocal producer. And then when I redid the vocals, I just did it with an engineer and I just did it. I just was like, okay, now we're going to punch this part. Now we're going to punch that part. Um, and so I just ended up using that because it felt to me like the most raw and... Um, Genuine? Yeah. And I could just, it, it just, yeah, it just felt better. I, I understand for that. that song. Yeah. And, and you really, when you're do, taking on that song, you embody those lyrics. You embody, you, you have to be transported. You're not just taking on somebody else's lyrics. You're... You're taking yourself to a place where you've felt that and yeah. you've dealt with that. Yeah. Creating this album, was it hard for you to go back to those moments in your life where you've, you know, dealt with struggle and you've dealt with, you know, relationships crumbling around you yeah. and you've dealt with, I mean, dude, you've dealt with a lot of shit. 
over the last like couple years. Yeah, for sure. And I say that with love and respect and admiration. No, that's no, you know? that's really nice. Um, at first it was. At first it was because I feel like I was just shy around people just like anybody imagine somebody coming in here and you being like you know to write a song you have to be way more open yeah. than you would have. normally you would tell somebody about this, the deep stuff going on in your life after knowing them for a little bit but <laughs> you know with writing sessions you're just like oh here it is <laughs> hi how are you you're about to know everything about me yeah exactly um, and it's deep yeah, but it's also, at first, I, I just honestly felt shy, but I think once I found my vibe with certain people, then it was way easier to, to just talk sure. about it. And I also feel like, what you were saying before, like about letting people in, I feel like I used to be, I used to be afraid of that, but I feel like now I'm not. Because I feel like now I realize that the best moments and the best relationships and friendships comes they come out of just you being the most yourself and the most honest. It's beautiful. Thanks. And that's with confidence too, right? Yeah, Exuding sure. that out to the world. For sure. Well, like Songs like Consequences, Something's Gotta Give, All These Years, who are they written about? Uh, Consequences, Something's Gotta Give, and All These Years. I mean, they're different people. It's not really one person throughout the whole album. And some of the stuff um, are about relationships or people that it happened way before and I just got the chance to reflect on it. Um, because I feel like there's always that person um, up until the moment, of course, up until you meet somebody else, there's always that person that you think that you, when you think about love, you think about that person. Yes. So these aren't actual relationships you've been in? No, yeah, they are. They are, okay. I'm just saying it wasn't necessarily in the present moment. Gotcha. Um, like I heard the Frank played me the track like the instrumental for never be the same and I thought of this person that I had a romantic relationship thing whatever it was <laughs> can't even define <laughs> it um, which yeah. I hate those because those end it's up hurting you the most sometimes 100% when you, especially when you think it's one thing and then you maybe you find out and you realize that it, the other person thought it was something totally different yeah or, or when you really like somebody and they really like you but then there's just you know, they're, they're in a different place, but yeah. you really you really like each other, so it's hard to walk away because then you're kind of denying yourself the, the fun and excitement. The, I just, and so then you just do it anyway. Yeah. See, I just had to do it, but I didn't give in. I, I walked away. I, I, you give in? Well, I did, but then I walked away. Did you, do you wish you wouldn't have given in? Um, no. You it was super worth it. Really? Yeah, because it ended up... Um, teaching me how I w want to be loved. That's beautiful. How, how do you keep all this so private, though? Because you haven't had, like, any big public relationships other than, like, Austin Mahone when you were 12. Yeah, I know. And I hate when people are like, oh, this song is about Austin Mahone. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he wishes it was about him. Yeah. No, but it's not even that. It was just such a long time ago. But I definitely... I I would never I don't I don't like to do the, the, the public, public thing. Because it's, it's just... I feel like actually ever since that, I was like, I'm never doing this again. Goodbye. But you're in Miami. You could really be that private. You yeah, can live that life with your friends and your people. It's true. I, I feel like, and also, I don't know, maybe for me, maybe for artists that are, you know, the huge, huge, huge artists, it, it's probably more um, difficult because I still feel like I can walk around. Mm, I think this album took you from like a star to kind of like a superstar. Yeah, but I can still... I won't get like mobbed if I go to the mall. And you're okay with a couple of people coming up yeah. as long as it doesn't get crazy. Yeah, I but I also feel like, you know, in terms of my 
my personal life and love and all that, I feel like it's important to have. And honestly, it's not even just if you're, you know, in the music industry or whatever. I feel like just people with social media, like yeah. it's, it's nice to have secrets. It's nice right? to have stuff that nobody knows. It's nice to have stuff mm -hmm. that's just for yourself. It's nice to, you know, have a night that nobody even knew about because you didn't take a picture of it. You know what I mean? Yes. Things still happen if it doesn't end up on Instagram. Yeah, but it's also nice to just have those things that only you know about. Yes. Because, because then it's it's called personal. And it's special. It's more yeah. special. And it's like, ooh. What's your family's reaction when they hear a song like Into It? Well, you know what? Luckily, well, my mom is totally okay with it because my mom and I are like best friends and she actually encouraged, she's like, you need to go out more. Like you need to go, <laughs> Get you need to meet house. somebody. Get out of the yeah. house. Um, but my, my, my dad, I feel like when I play him songs, he doesn't, he can't pick up on the, on the lyrics as well. It says get into your king size bed. Yeah, I know. But I wonder <laughs> if he, he, he wouldn't know that if he didn't like read the lyrics to it. Like I remember bad things. It was like eight months later and he was like. <laughs> what is this? He's like, I just saw the the lyrics to to bad things. I just read the lyrics, um, but whatever. I mean, hey, hey it's your hey. music. It's your story. Yeah, I mean, but I feel like it's it's fine to you know write about stuff like that. Oh, of course, well, it's, it's life. Yeah, exactly. But no, but there is stuff that I'm like that I I do keep in mind because I have my sister and she's ten. Okay, so, you're, so it's like even if I swear in real life, I don't swear in songs. Th that's nice because you're catering to a ten year old. Yeah, but at the same time, stuff like that, I'm like, there's no way I could be twenty and not write about that. You but know, isn't that the amazing thing about music that like a song to a twenty year old could relate to a ten year old, and that same song could relate to a ten year old and could relate to a sixty or seventy year old? Well, yeah, because there are songs that I listened to when I was twelve. That you didn't know I didn't the real meaning. Know what that meant? Yes. I was like, promiscuous book. <laughs> I'm like 12 years old. And now I'm like, what a fun wow. song. Yeah, exactly. You I, don't even know. I remember when Candy Shop came out and my school sent home Me a too. letter to the parents. What? They were like, your kids might think that this song means candy shops, but in reality, it means this. The kids don't even know. I, no. And like Buttons by Pussycat Dog. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was in third grade. Like, loosen up my buttons. <laughs> yeah. People don't even know. Even some Disney Disney movies, you look back, or Spongebob episodes. Oh my god! You look back oh, yeah. and you're like, wow. You can get into a hole on YouTube watching like, you know, hidden messages in Nickelodeon shows. Yeah, crazy. Eh. What yeah. motivates you now? What keeps you going? Um. Well, this year my resolution is to just be, be more brave in life. Okay. So is that taking big life steps, like maybe getting into a relationship or well, just you know, buying a house. A lot of the time, sometimes, sometimes I want to, you know, on nights where a lot of the times, like I want to stay in and watch Harry Potter, you know, pushing yourself to go and hang out with somebody new and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, because I feel like that leads to more new experiences. Yeah, and also. Just taking more, um, you know, making more out of my time. Like if I have three days off, don't just be in your hotel. Like maybe I could go somewhere. I could go to New Orleans for three days. I could, you know, taking more trips. Like definitely living more, living more life. You just need experiences. Yeah. Because the cool thing about also when an album comes out, it's like the end of this chapter and all of a sudden you need to reload your memory vault. I, you got so it's literally part of your, part of your job as an artist is to live yeah it's to go and just like do a bunch of stuff so that you you know have more inspiration yeah what surprised you the most throughout this journey so far Ooh, what well, i think what surprised me the most is all the stuff 
that I stuff that in the beginning used to be so terrifying and scary to me is not anymore. And I feel like, like, for example, stuff as simple as I remember the first interviews that I did for when my first single came out. I was so nervous. I remember when I first was on my first TV interview or TV mm. performance. I was so nervous that I couldn't even enjoy it because I was so nervous. I was I would go to the stage gagging. Oh, like, because that's you how don't, nervous I was. It's the unknown. You don't know what they're going to ask. Yeah, but I think it. what I realized is once you do the stuff that you're scared of, it totally takes away all the power and then you're like, wow, I can, you know, I can do anything. Nothing is really that scary. Um, so that that's definitely been the best thing. Like, I feel like I can, you know, I, I did Ellen and if I would have done that a year ago, I wouldn't have been able to enjoy it because I would have been so nervous. And yesterday I had so much fun. Dude, I think you're working on your resolutions. You are You are getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And well, I think thanks. that relates to this as well. Thanks. You're on your way. We're only 17 days into the new year. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> thanks. Keep it going. <laughs> Why do you think you've been so successful so far as a solo artist? Um, I don't really, I don't know. Um. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I just try to do the best that I can in everything. Just And that's not even for people. That's just so I can look back and be like, oh, that was great. Because I, I hate when stuff is sloppy or, you know, do you, well, do you ever Do you ever look at people like Justin Timberlake or Beyonce or Michael Jackson or the One Direction guys? You're like, wow, I'm kind of doing what they did. They all left the groups and they went on to be themselves. Yeah, but I feel like probably every single person had totally different circumstances. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even if we all, you know, came out of a group, it's so, all of those things are are so different, mm -hmm. you know? Yes, I think. Yeah. Well, they're, diff they're totally different circumstances. Different situations, okay. different, I mean, everything is different. Like, for example, Beyonce did a solo album, then she went back to the group, then she did solo albums, then, and they were, you know, huge, you know, it's just different different circumstances even what happens in the you know the back rooms or whatever the, you know the things that people do not see every situation yeah. is different i totally get that but i feel like the thing that everybody has in common is it doesn't really matter what matters when you do your solo thing you're really starting from from scratch mm -hmm. as a yeah. new artist yeah. because even if you have a fan a fan base or you know a, a group of fans that you know are staking by you if you don't if you don't um, deliver good music or whatever, people will forget about you yes. in a few months' time. So it's really, it's it's really just it's kind of the, the same. You just have to kind of well, it's not the same because I I had fans that were you know I wasn't starting from scratch in like a bar singing around in bars. So well, you that's had a great, but it was, it was a creatively blank canvas, right? Because yeah, for sure, people knew you but knew you next to four other girls right yeah and they really knew the collective fifth harmony so when it was your time yeah. to do your own thing it was really it was a whole new path to forge you know yeah and i also don't think people knew me that that much that well for example that's what i was saying like everybody knew beyonce and destiny's child yes she was already she was already kind of a a thing yeah. i think people did know you though that's why really? when you went solo it's you've been so successful because people are like they knew who you were, and they're like, "Oh, she is now by herself." Oh, and well, you thanks. stood out, so people like they recognize when you and so like, "Well, let's see what this is all about now." Right. Mm -hmm. I don't well, think thanks. everyone can do that. Thanks. Well, Camila Cabello. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> You're the best. I can't believe this conversation started with me comparing you to a golden retriever. 
<laughs> That's where they started. I love that. <laughs> that was our good luck charm for the rest of the interview. Dude, I, I had a really great time talking with no, you. No, me too. This was so much fun. What are you going to do when you turn 21? That's coming up soon, right? Oh, yeah. It's what are you going to cool. do? I, I saw I that really yesterday. I want to take a trip. I want to go to Italy or Spain because I love Italy nice. and Spain. Experiences. Being yeah. comfortable with the uncomfortable. 100%. Except I'm real comfortable with that idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so when you go, are we going to get a private jet? Are we going to fly first class? No. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm 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 getting there somehow. Probably not private jet. We're not there yet. And you got a tour yet? Do we have dates? Do we know when we're going to start it? Uh, yeah, definitely a tour coming up, but I I can't say the dates this year. Yeah. Oh yeah, very soon. Cool. Like first half of the year. Whoa. Whoa. Do yourself a favor and listen to Camila right now. Pretty please. It's a really great album. Thank you again for Thanks, stopping by. Guys. Camila Cabello, everybody. Yay! This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.